Welcome, Impening and Yulisa. Um, I was telling uh, Impening earlier, that, uh, just before you arrived, Yulisa, that this is the first time you, uh, that I am recording a podcast with two guests at the same time. So <laughs> I'm, I'm quite excited. Uh, <laughs> something, a new experience for me. So um, I'm quite yeah. excited to see what comes up. Um, I so, feel very special then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, you know, you have to keep pushing the boundaries and, and being doing things for the first time. So yes. uh, uh, so let's dive straight in. Maybe just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself um, and give us a brief overview of what it is that you do, why you do it, how you ended up doing it, and then we'll dive into kind of some deep dive questions after that. Cool. So I'm Bunning Sushia, a co-founder and managing director of Mizizi. I'll just mention both because now there's Mizizi Evolution as well. Yes, of course. Yeah. And the Mizizi Evolution. Uh, so Mizizi is a people, I'll actually actually tell. No, I'll tell what it is. Yoli will tell the backstory because she does it so well. <laughs> <laughs> She's like so gentle with it. <laughs> so our people management and advisory company. And really what we do is from a hire to retire, we assist clients um, with any people management related uh, insights and business insights. And they, thereby giving them the ability to you know, make better decisions and goals, but with the people in mind, I think that's the one thing that um, organizations have almost lost track of is that as much as you're making these goals and you're, you're doing these strategies, the person, um, must be in the heart of it because that's the person that will help you actually reach that goal. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, before you get into the backstory, you see I'm already diving down rabbit holes. Um, what is your feeling on the term human capital? Because I can understand where the term comes from and why you know anyone involved in people management and HR call it human capital, but I always felt quite like gross being... <laughs> like you know uh, being called human capital for a corporate company so yeah. what are your feelings and is there a better term um so in actual fact that's why we call ourselves a people management company because we didn't want to be called an hr whether it's human, human resources capital. or human capital um it's just again i think that that yes you're trying to put the human thing there but it's almost like it's a tool yeah you know? It's a, it's a human tool versus a machine tool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and, I, and, I, and I and I think we we personally um, do not subscribe to such, <laughs> and we felt like we needed to bring the people aspect mm. out, and mm. that's why we went with people management um, company instead of HR. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So next story. <laughs> okay, so I'm Yolisa Chabalala, also co-founder and director um, at Imizizi, um, and we we formed Imizizi about five years ago, actually more than five years ago. Um, Boneng and myself, we childhood friends. We actually know each other from primary. <laughs> um, and you know, the the the, the friendship actually grew. Um, I would say post varsity. Mm. That's when it actually grew. And um, from trying out, you know, different businesses with other people as well, we um, actually realized that the both of us have um, shared values 
And that's why we then decided, in actual fact, let's start something, you know, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, 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 our background, both of us, is actually in management consulting. So we were fulfilling uh, different roles within that industry. Um, and there's one thing that we both didn't like, you know, in terms of as a consultant, you know, um, you never belong. Mm-hmm. It's almost mm-hmm. as if like you don't have a home because you are assigned to a client, um, but your actual employer is the other company. Mm-hmm. You hardly ever go there. So mm-hmm. we wanted to change a whole lot of things within that space, you know. Um, and I like saying we, we, we wanted to humanize, <laughs> you yes. know, that industry, which is where we started. But um, that vision has grown since then because we've added, you know, the full spectrum of people management. But yes. Imizizi actually started in the consulting and contracting world. That's amazing. Um, I, I completely understand about the consulting thing because as a freelance writer, you know, you work with such diverse uh, products and, and companies, but you never really feel like part of the family, which yeah. it, it has its pros, but it also has its cons. So do you want to tell us um, a little bit about Imizizi Evolution as well? Um, because uh, that kind of has grown out of the the people yeah. management side. So do you yeah, want yeah. to dive into why you you yeah, so I'll do the why. Bonega again can dive into the what. <laughs> That's just how we do things, you know. Um, so um, two years uh, after starting Imizizi, you know, one of our other passion is um, women empowerment. We then realized that in actual fact, um, we want to help other um, businesses or business owners, mm-hmm. um, you know, help them uh, avoid some of the pitfalls, mm-hmm. you know, that we found ourselves in and realized that in actual fact, we would have liked someone else actually telling us, don't go that route, mm-hmm. you know, just a bit of guidance. And we started a program, you know, ourselves where we were incubating um, other businesses, mostly women. Um, and, 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 and I think about last year, um, we then, yes, it was Mm self-funded. So for a couple of years, it was self-funded. We were using our time, our resources, our network, just to make sure that we Mm. give back, um, into those businesses. And then, um, about last year, we then realized that in actual fact, um, women, there's, there's a lot of programs that are incubating women, even though some of them are not doing it quite right, you know. Mm. Um, so we thought of formalizing, you know, um, the program, but more especially concentrating on funding as well, incubating, accelerating and funding women-owned businesses because there's a big gap um, in terms of funding uh, uh, women specifically. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then can speak about the what what is it that we do in that space. <laughs> <laughs> so um so as Yarissa said, we just actually formalized what had already been naturally happening. Um so we've got the incubation, uh which looks at actually we we, we it's a venture builder. The MSS Evolution is a venture builder, mm. which means that we've got the idea ideation hub, which is something we love and we have kept mm. Um, and actually makes us an authentic venture builder. Mm. 
so the ideation hub, basically, the whole thing about it is that we either have ideas internally as the organization or the people that we know, excuse me, or you get an idea from a client or you've got uh, an industry that you've seen a problem that you can solve for. So you run this idea, whether it would be a product or a service, you, you almost test it out all the way to MVP. And once it's at MVP and you see that it's viable and it can actually run, we then look for um, suitable business people who will take it on, you know, like the okay. CEO of the person the, that will be the CEO and run with it, right? Yeah. But yeah. obviously we still remain um, with assisting in, in anything that they would be needing in the background. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's the first part, part. And then we've got the incubation which looks at businesses zero to maybe three years. Um, and I'll tell you just now why we've separated incubation and acceleration. So this looks at zero to three years. And those people there were really focused on the person more than the business. Yes, we are looking at the business. We know your passion. We understand it. And we're already looking at a high level, the things that you just need to have um, in place to make sure you've just got a, a, a smoother journey than most people who wouldn't have those things in place, but we're focusing a lot on the human being and understanding how, you know, I mean, I don't say this lightly, women have a natural leadership thing about them. We're natural collaborators, strategists, um, relationship builders, um, it's, very, it's very material. I mean, yeah. yes, you know, yeah, yeah. So these things are naturally in, in innate in us. But now, if I have to think about how do I scale um, as a business, <laughs> yeah, so that's where it then we we I feel like we come in because we're we're almost just polishing a diamond in the rough. We're not doing anything really majestic here. Um, but we're really focusing on the human being. And then the acceleration is focused on the on both the human and the business, because now you have three years of business, five years, maybe three to five years, and you're looking to scale, right? Um, and one of the biggest issues there is that, um, say, maybe they don't, most businesses don't look fundable on paper, right? Mm -hmm. So we just need to just clean that up almost. Um, and then, you know, give you that extra boost to be able to then pitch to say, yes, I am fundable and yes, I can do A, B, C, and D. And yeah. then the funding structure is where we'll then be funding these women-owned businesses. And again, it's, it's we're looking at more impact investment than just the VC way of doing it. Yeah. And so we're struggling a lot with Uyolisa because we're like, the VC model doesn't work for the women that we want to actually fund, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Because we're looking to fund um, in the space of food, uh, water, sanitation, um, essential, you know, essential basics, mm. those vital services, mm. because we keep wanting the newest and best tech, but we've got people who are going hungry yes. and can actually support a business that's just growing a farm. And that then over time, because we've got the business acumen and the ability to to help you see in the future, we mm. then say, how do we put in data? Because we know how these things work. How do mm. you put in data to make sure that, you know, your farm uh, is reading the right things and you don't use the, the pesticides or whatever, but yeah. we're then almost helping you formulate the scaling, mm. but still on basic stuff that's actually going to be helping, you know, the, you know, the normal 
common person. Yes. Um, and so the, the impact investment is important because I can't invest in you if you're doing agriculture and expect my returns in the next five years. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I must stretch it out a little bit longer. Um, and then, yeah. Um, and then we're going to be, then there's going to be the normal investment, I suppose, because we need to make the money for the rest of the other people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and that will then be looking at your more B2B, but still women, uh, but more services that can be easily scalable, but mm. are still enabling, you know, the basic and the vital um, services and needs. Yes. So within these these ones, in the incubation, we're not funding, maybe granting mm. um, grants or paying for like an invoice or something like that, because there's money management um, that goes into the training stuff that we yeah. do as well. And we're very particular then that the people that we are funding, we've, 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 accelerated in some program because then we know we can guarantee um that there will be a success yes you know you 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 said you're not doing anything majestic i i think what you are doing is absolutely <laughs> majestic like you know we, we need more people invested in this type of thing because you are quite right especially coming from uh you know as we're still a developing nation um mm -hmm. uh, the economy i mean we've got all kinds of uh, challenges at the moment um and we can maybe dive into that a little bit just now but um just from uh, a people versus profit i mean um at the end of the day we all need to make money we need to we need investment so that we can move the economy forward, that we can get established businesses and yeah. you know, extend that employment and um, and that investment out to the people who need it. Um, but if, you know, I don't know how to put this, like my goal is to also help people. But at the end of the day, I also need to make money because mm. charity starts at home. You need to make sure that you can put food on the table so that you can continue helping yeah. other people. So. Yeah. How have you been able to balance that kind of people versus profit? Um, you know, you need to find the balance to help versus making money yourself. So how have you approached that in, in the structure to make sure that it's a viable, you know, going concern for you while still mm -hmm. extending help to other people? So um, I'm, I'm assuming you're asking in the context of evolution only. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you want to if, if you want to uh, divide it into evolution and uh, and overall. Yeah. So I I, I think um, one of the things that we are very intentional about is um, the fact that you know at the end of the day you do need to make money. Hence why Boning spoke about. We, we will still have those investments that are looking at like your 10x returns, et cetera, in the mm -hmm. fintech industry, et cetera. And those ones we are looking at obviously making money so that we can support um, yeah. the, 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 the businesses that we're actually passionate about. Because at the end of the day, we can sit here and want to help, but without the money, we can't. Exactly. Um, but we also haven't stopped ourselves because we are also looking at uh, grant funding. Mm -hmm. um, as, as I'm sure you, you would have uh, seen that um, there's a lot of um, 
businesses or investors who are looking at investing in Africa, you know, mm-hmm. and, and some of them actually are phil- philanthropic, you know, investors. They're looking at, you know, the, the women that are making the thing, the women that are going to change lives. And we are looking at not only helping one person, but we're looking more at the domino effect, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, making sure that that one business that we are assisting is not only going to thrive by its own, but the businesses that they um, also um, support or uh, get get um, what's the service provision from mm-hmm. that as they grow the community is also growing and I think from an Imizizi um, perspective Imizizi on its own is is a private company so we are a profit making business mm-hmm. and we are very intentional about giving back you know yeah. um, one of the things that happened was that. By year two, um, we, we, we grew so quickly that we were um, a large corporate, you know. Mm. And with that, we we had a lot of uh, requirements, you know, from a triple B perspective. But we also found that actually a lot of um, corporates make it a tick box exercise, which is why mm-hmm. Bonning and myself stretched ourselves to reach out to these businesses to help to give back. We work with a lot of um, organizations as well. Um, throughout South Africa, we've got organizations that we've supported um, in KZN that are looking after disabled children. Um, so wow. you do need to find the balance, still mm-hmm. do the thing that's going to make you the money. But you need to be also intentional that we you do get the profits coming in, mm. that you are you spreading forget. your wings. Yeah. You don't forget about the impact that you yeah. want to do. You know, um, um, I think another thing I've realized is that I I'll, I might be a bit controversial here. Um, <laughs> I love a bit of controversy. <laughs> so let me get the popcorn. Yes, I <laughs> think also one of. Um, the major differences between um, male business people and women business people, it's the intent to actually make a difference, leave a legacy, you know. It's not just self-gain, 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 um, but looking at your environment, the, 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 the community that you live within, being able to look at the future yeah. what future do we want to get yeah. at the end mm-hmm. of the day and yeah. i think as women it's very easy for us to have that sharing mentality you know an abundance mindset that as you are growing up you're not only going up on your own but you're also bringing other people with you yeah. i think for me that's what actually makes a difference that's in terms of yeah yeah that that whole lift as you rise exactly kind of exactly uh, so how how has being woman in a you know a predominantly male dominated corporate arena um, how how have you dealt with those challenges because obviously now you're, you're trying we you mentioned earlier that you were looking at uh, you know providing guidance for women you've been mm. through the whole uh, the whole kind of setting up a business and that whole procedure and you've encountered a lot of roadblocks yourselves mm-hmm. um so you know you want to try and smooth the pathway for others what type of thing um uh, 
are, are you what, what type of challenges did you actually uh, did you actually face? Um, because you know I don't know. We've obviously had different upbringings. I'm a, a middle class white girl from the suburbs. Um, yeah. So you know um, I I've had different challenges. So yeah. could you maybe just dive into the type of challenges that you've had to face? Yeah. So I think if I just look at it as a, at an aspect of it as a women-owned business, right? The challenges that we're facing there. One of our biggest challenges was um, courage, confidence. Mm-hmm. All right. And I mean, I don't think a lot of people actually speak about this enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of women who have made it speak about this enough. Mm-hmm. That it actually it limits even the decisions that you make um, because you don't think you are worthy of being able to, you know, speak up or or can actually do it. You know, it's, it's, it's a consistent self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And then what we do is that we overwork to try and prove something that we want to eventually do, right? So you almost want to have um, someone stamp it and say, yes, approved. You can now jump to the next lane. Um, and we forget the experiences that we have, we have had even before we started the business um, that make you qualified to actually do the thing that you want to do. So I think for me, that has been now one of the things that I think once we actually realized it, you called, you called it something syndrome. It's the... She's imposter syndrome. The imposter syndrome. Ah, there we go. Yes, I suffer from that daily. She'd call it the imposter syndrome. I would call it lack of of confidence. But I, over Mm. time, we realized it's the same thing, thing. right? Um, and so for me, it's that's one of the biggest things that we had to we 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 went over went past. I don't know how to say that. And 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 that helped. Um. Having mentors that helps a lot uh, because you've got someone to, you know, a soundboard, um, someone who actually has vested interest in in your development as a human being and in, in, in the business as well, and someone who will then be able to guide you if they do see a, a block, a self limiting belief, because it's a self limiting belief. Mm. How do you then go past it? You know, uh, business coaches also help. You know, it gives you that confidence that you are doing the thing because, you know. Um, I don't know. It's, I, 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 I think it just gives, it helps for me because there's a lot of things we don't think about when you're in business. You're always so operational. Like you were saying, you know, you, you're like the mechanic because you're busy with everyone else and you don't have mm-hmm. time for your own business. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, the, that is important. So, for instance, our, one of our, Jeanette, uh, Janet, well, Janet, um, she's, she's renamed you. <laughs> she's amazing. She's our business coach. And I mean, she was teaching us about this productivity thing. And so she was like, if you would just stick to some of these things, because sometimes you don't need to go through your whole 1,000 emails in that day. You don't need to, yeah. you know. So, you know, those tips and tricks of people who have been there, who know and who have done these things, and I think mm. it's so important. Um, 
some of the challenges, obviously, is people putting it down, show me the proof. Mm. Um, but that, again, goes a lot back to, to confidence and how we, we shortchange ourselves as women uh, versus our, our male counterparts. Mm. Um, Can I tell the story? Which story? To, add <laughs> to the challenges. Yes. The Red Bull guy. Oh! <laughs> Can I tell the story, which uh, beautifully also shows um, um, some of the challenges that we have. So we're in the human resources um, industry, which is uh-huh. predominantly female, but we are actually servicing, or where we started was in servicing IT departments, um, IT sector, um, and that industry is mostly male. So we yes. found ourselves, you know, operating surrounded by male, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes in the boardrooms, we're the only females. Um, and we found actually that some of the people wanted to take advantage of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this one incident, I think it was, um, we had not even started that much. I think we were six months in. Mm-hmm. Six months into the business, um, the person was recommended to us to assist us because they're already in the industry. Um, they have a you know, track record um, and he was supposed to give us tips, tricks. So we set up a meeting with him. And literally in that meeting, he told us that um, you girls, I can see you're really passionate about this. You're doing great. But I've got the experience. So how's about you just sit there and look pretty? I'll do everything for you. You just become the face and that's it. Oh, wow. <laughs> he he actually said, said, and, not, and this is a quote, wouldn't you want to just sit pretty and receive like a kickback every now and then? Oh, so sorry. Oh, must. Yeah. Yeah. faces oh. just like that. There's that, there's that, right? And then there's the the sexual thing that we can't mm. get away from. Mm. And again, it's something that's not spoken about enough. Mm. You know, it's almost insinuated that, oh, I can make this thing happen for you, but, you know, we need to kind of chill. Yeah. And you're just oh, like, wow. no, I don't mm. want to chill, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the boys' clubs where these deals are done, right? Yep. And it's cigar clubs, it's it's um, golf, golf estates and whatever. Yeah. It's spaces that we as women, women with children, hmm. cannot go to. Yeah. I don't have time to be going to a cigar and whiskey club at night. I'd rather mm. be going home. But now are you telling me that I can't be part of this business because I can't attend your your ridiculous network socials, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I think for me, this is the difference. But in saying that, you know, you're inviting me. There's a lady who spoke about it um, very well: diversity, equity, and inclusion. She was saying diversity is being invited to the party, party right? Mm-hmm. Um, inclusion is uh, being inclusion, invited to the dance floor. Yeah, inclusion is being invited to the dance floor. Equity, I forgot equity. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. But I think for me, the point is, and I think she made it in a very different way as well, is that if we're sitting around the boardroom and everyone is sitting on chairs, comfortable chairs for a four-hour meeting, diversity is me being invited into that boardroom. But um, inclusion would be me getting the same chair. But if I'm mm-hmm. sitting on an ottoman and I have no 
backrest, back support. Mm. That's not the same. It's not mm. the same thing. You you don't mm. actually want me to be there. So yeah, these yeah. little boys clubs and boys things and this is where the deals are made. You know, you forget that your wife is the one taking care of the children. And unfortunately, I am the wife and the person bringing the, you know, yes, needing to make the deals. So, you know, it needs to change. It's, it's, it's such a, a... And I think that's why we started Mrs. Evolution, because we're like, maybe let's stop going to ask from these people. Let's let's create our own thing. But then, then the funding becomes an issue, right? Because you'll get $8 billion meaning money to be funded to small business in South Africa, but only like 1% of, of uh, 1% women owned businesses will receive that money. Wow. Do you know what I mean? And you're just mm. like, how, when are we then getting a break? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, hundred um, percent. Wow. I, I can't say that I've experienced, uh, I, I experienced the boys club when I was working corporate. Um, it was very much, you know, you were invited to the meetings, but you know, Give me your opinion, but I've already made up my mind what we're yes. going to do, yes. you know. Um, yep. And uh, it it was very frustrating living by someone else's rules. Mm. Um, so being a, a small business uh, owner run now, it's kind of like I get to live by my own rules and I get yeah. to, you know, mm. reap the rewards of my own decision making. Um, but it's still difficult to break into uh, you know, into markets because it is very much dominated by existing players yeah. um, and legacy, I suppose. So, uh, yeah, I suppose if you if you had to break it down to the bare minimum, I suppose we all face the same challenges, just in different ways and different scales. Yeah. 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 Um, now you mentioned um, the thing about productivity and that kind of thing. Now. Um, I don't know how you fit it all into one day because like you just have to log on to LinkedIn and you both have like posted a gazillion times. Uh, you're <laughs> like you judge at this award, you are getting awards, you publish it in a magazine, you're running two companies, you've got kids. Like um, I, someone once told me that we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Like we all have the same 24 hours that Elon Musk has and look at what he's achieved. <laughs> Someone then else told me that no, we don't have the same 24 hours because Elon Musk has like a team of people that is doing mm. everything for him. And all he has to do is come up with the ideas and yeah. make mm. stupid tweets. Yeah. So um, how, how the hell do you fit all of this stuff in? Um, you know, especially in light of all the challenges that you face, all the challenges that you're trying to, uh, all the problems that you're trying to solve um, within the women-owned business space, um, how do you find time to, A, fit everything in and find that kind of work-life balance while still remaining focused on your mission? Please tell me the secret. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, when, when the business is still growing, I must share that actually it's, it's not that easy because at the time where you're responsible for the strategy, but at the same time, you're responsible for the operations, you have a family, you've got, you know, other relationships to maintain your friends, your extended mm. family, etc. It's not easy. But as we are growing, we're also, you know, learning a lot from other people. But mm. what I can say on my side is it's very important that as the business is growing, that you build a strong team, a strong foundation 
um, whereby the business can run without you being heavily there on a daily basis, like hands-on. Every mm. fire, you are there. You know That's quite important and very key. The other one is um, planning is everything. And these are some of the things that we've learned with Mboneng. Um, from our coach, you know, that productivity stuff that you spoke about, that um, you you also have to realize that sometimes you can't get to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's so important to be able to, um, you know, check what's, what's, what's important, prioritize. you know, prioritize mm-hmm. what's important, um, what can wait, so that you attend to the things that will move the needle first. And there are things that, you know, might not be, you know, that big in terms of importance, but over time, they will get to a point whereby you can't ignore them anymore. So it's a constant balance and checking of priorities. And I think from a family perspective, it's very important to to be intentional about the time that you spend with them, boundaries that you set as much as the the business it's it, it, I like saying it's it's our baby yeah. <laughs> you know the now we have two babies <laughs> we, 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 we're managing and it's so easy to find yourself being you know too focused on the business and everything else doesn't exist mm. so you need that constant reminder a reminder and intention of um, setting the boundaries whereby if there's a deal that you're working on it's a phase you know mm. and when that phase finishes you you know and have the, those constant conversations with your family with your kids with your husband you know to say this is what i'm working on um it's going to take this long i might be coming home late you mm. know um, like, you know, uh, 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 for a certain period of time and then make up for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's another thing that we don't realize that when you're absent, it's we are all humans. Mm. There will be the your kids will notice mm. that mommy hasn't been home. Your yeah. husband will notice. Mm. So you have to, you know, plan ahead to spend more time with them and mm. just maintain um, the balance. Yeah. yeah. And I found for me especially is is accepting. I think. And this is, is a product of, of growth and, and introspection, which I think is important that everybody does. But I found that I'm not different people. I am all of them in, in one, <laughs> if that makes sense. And I think accepting that reality has, has made it easier to then almost see how I can, where it's needed, how each flows into another. Yeah. Like we Lisa was, was saying, for instance, with the kids, if it's like a very hectic um, weekend, like working week, for instance, one of the things will be like, okay, we're going to drive to mama's office, but then we're going to use the screen to watch TV and do like a, we're in the movies type vibes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Then it, it's okay because even if I'm spending that hour working, I'm then intentional and sitting and, and, and being very involved um, in how I'm spending the time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the, 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 the I, I feel like communication is, is, is something we do not put enough emphasis on as well. Yeah. Being able to actually, you know, have that, this is what's happening in my life. This is what I need from you as, as, a, as a means of support. Um, 
and you know whatever then happens later happens later we have we've learned to do it so well my my kids negotiate everything even <laughs> punishment <laughs> i'm like no punishment is not under negotiation <laughs> <laughs> well you've got some budding budding business people in oh, the yeah. family no, that are already negotiating I'd said no TV and no laptop and no digital stuff at all because he hadn't been listening for six months. Oh, wow. So he comes to me. He's like, I feel like I'm not going to be able to live. I'm like, you're being dramatic. You're going to be just fine. So he comes to me after he had gone through his dramatic moment. He's like, Mama, if we make it three months and I wash your car and massage your feet, to talk and start conversing and he starts understanding why he's being punished mm. instead of feeling like something has happened to him he understands that the process sequence of events i always say to them you know uh, every every cause has a consequence. Mm. So if you're going to do something, do knowing that you're going to have a consequence. Like he wanted to jump off and be Spider-Man. I was like, you might fall and break something, which he mm. did. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we come oh, back wait. to that. Learn from the lessons of others, yeah. not your own. <laughs> it's consequence of the thing that will happen afterwards, you know. And understanding that you then need to take accountability and then bring that back in and learn. Yeah. Um, it's something that we need to do as humans as well. And we do it well, I think, with the early size is, is reflecting. Mm. Um, it's it's such an important thing, uh, like we were talking about before, um, to, to instill that kind of thing in your kids. Because once they leave home, you know, they need to take accountability. And um, I've always been kind of, I hate finance, but I've always tried to be on top of my finances because from the very young age, um, we had to do chores around the house. So you got paid to do chores. You didn't just get hand out pocket money. You had to do chores. Yeah. Um, you had to study hard and get mm. good marks. And so there was this, my dad had a very complicated spreadsheet with, um, you know, for each this amount. And uh, then you had to use, so basically you got credits and at the yeah. end of the month, you could exchange those credits for TV time or money or, you know, whatever. You there was a selection. Hands on the spreadsheet. I think a lot of parents <laughs> would be so grateful to you. <laughs> I'm sure that my dad still has it somewhere. Um, my dad has got spreadsheets for literally everything. Like his entire life is one giant spreadsheet. But, you know, it's, it's just that kind of thing, you know, not handing out things to your kids. Like I know how mm. to manage money. And I know that if I, if I splurge and I buy something in the luxury, you know, I might not have money to put food on the table. So it's, yeah. it's very much that, and, and that's from my childhood, you know, you don't learn that at school and you don't learn that once you get into adulthood, you, you mm. start from a very young age. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've gone a little off track. So, um, <laughs> So, um, to get back onto kind of like uh, dealing with the uh, balancing, I've found um, the way I my life kind of runs, and I've always found it you can't 
ever find that perfect balance. Um, usually when I'm doing well financially and uh, business-wise, maybe my relationship is going, not through Rocky, but you kind of are, you know, not ideal in that. Then, then you kind of, mm. you know, you you work on the relationship a little bit and suddenly your fitness is up because you focus more <laughs> on going to the gym. But then, like, your business starts, like, lagging a little bit and it's mm. very difficult to find that balance. So, um, you're always kind of in this constant uh, motion of setback and addressing the challenge and finding something new to, you know, there's, there's always something new. Um, have you got any tips on how to kind of roll with the punches and, um, you know, bounce back after a really challenging period? How, how do you find balance and how do you deal with these challenges? Um, and not just, you know, we can speak about life stuff or business stuff, but generally because mm. business people and we're humans, these things kind of merge into one another. So um, tell me, tell me all your secrets. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, yeah, the, the bouncing back. So for me, I remember I was telling you earlier that I'm very much into this, you know, spiritual universal stuff. Mm -hmm. And I found that it's so important to honor who you are as a human being um, in, in every aspect of your life, right? And I think... For me personally, that's the one thing in hindsight, again, I had to learn that every version of myself at that point was the version that was needed instead of looking back at that version and, and you know, shooting them down for whatever mm -hmm. mistake I think they made or decision that was wrong. Um, that, that has helped so much because even... Even as I move on now, it's not looking back years or months, months later to your point. It's I've done it so frequently that weekly, daily, you know, in the, at the end of the day, I look back and I'm like, Oof, okay, I would have done that one differently. I would have said this thing differently. Mm. Um, but we are where we are now. And your intention, I think for me, once I again realize that my intention is always pure. You know, I never intend to harm or hurt at any point or mm. do wrong to another. So it's just accepting those things as well, right? So if you can do it on the daily, I found it takes a while. Mm. <laughs> it takes a while. Uh, but I mean, if you if you could get to a point where you can do those things, I, I, I find it's letting go of that day. Just let it go. It is. It's done. You know, learn from it um, and then move on with your day. And giving yourself uh, time to just unwind, man. If you want the wine and it's 11 o'clock during the day, have the wine. Because <laughs> life can be so... <laughs> no, you're, you're giving me flashbacks to lockdown because that was my days during lockdown. Like it's random Tuesday and it's 10 o'clock. Let me have a beer. <laughs> life can be so hectic because... Life doesn't wait to be like, oh, no, this is the perfect time for me to give you a challenge. Uh-uh, you wake up in the morning, you open your phone, and bah, challenge. Yeah. And then I must now wait for five o'clock to have a glass of wine. No, I'll have a <laughs> glass of wine now. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it's something that over time you must learn. Deal, be in the moment. Mm. How do I try to say it to my kids? You know, feel the feeling, 
Um, mm. Understand the feeling. Don't let it control you, though, because eventually you just need to let it go, and then you just need to learn. It's it's always about learning the lesson. It's always about learning yeah. the lesson because it's either you know a, a lesson or it's a gift. That's that's all it ever is. It's very interesting that you say that because like. <laughs> I don't know if it's maybe just Western culture. We're told that failure is um, not permitted and that uh, you can't make mistakes. But anything that you do, you learn from mistakes. Like That's life true. is nothing but a series of mistakes and setbacks that you have to learn to deal with. So mm -hmm. I think that this whole kind of uh, failure is not an option. And if you're not first, you're last mentality mm -hmm. is really detrimental to us as humans yes. yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah and and i think that's why for me one of the things that helps me to bounce back is being gentle with myself mm. you know it's so important to also um be real with your reality real with your reality um you you you're wearing many hats you know mm. and that obviously will come with its own challenges, with its own consequences, you know. So you need to be gentle with yourself that sometimes you can't be number one in everything. Hmm. Sometimes you can't be like five, star, what, is, what is it, the accolades in school, that star that you oh, get. Yes. Uh, yeah. You won't get a star for, mm. for, for, for every subject mm. sometimes. So accepting that is your reality i think for me is the first step mm. and that comes with a lot of reflecting i think it's similar to to what mboneng was saying that on a daily basis i think sometimes we get into the rush of things we're always rushing we're always on to the next deal we're worried about this we're worried about cash flow there's a lot going on you know and you can even miss like for instance for me um, um my health took a knock Mm. My health took a knock and it, it, it was difficult for me to get back up. But I had to accept that I got to this point because of A, B, C and D, right? Mm -hmm. But now that I'm here, mm -hmm. what is it that I need to do to recover or get back, you know, on, mm -hmm. on track in this one aspect? And also not looking at things as though everything now, the whole world is crushing. It's mm -hmm. only one aspect. Mm -hmm. You're doing great in other things. And that's so important, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, to, 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 to put things in the pockets where, where they belong, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and not make it a you thing. And it's so important to find the things that ground you as a person. And those are different for everybody, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and you need to constantly go back to those moments other people will say for me my family grounds me if i'm going through whatever i shut out everything go away with my family and i come back refreshed Ooh. and that works right for that person um for for other people meditation there's there's a whole lot of things that people can do but find what works for you what is that happy place that thing that centers you where you find peace times of refreshment and mm -hmm. also uh, schedule it make it um priority. yeah make it mm -hmm. priority um in your life and i think for me those are the things that have helped me to bounce back mm -hmm. a couple of times because it's 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 it's, it's a um a graph man you know what yes, yeah. 
that <laughs> a, a constant roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to 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 pick yourself up because other people, in actual fact, don't bounce back. Mm. Um, and that's where that 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 caution, uh, adversity caution. Uh, mm. We just learned that a couple of months ago. The AQ, you know, it's so important to be aware of it that mm. when you're having those down moments in one aspect of your life how do you get back up, you know, mm -hmm. and make sure that you continue and not stay in that Trump, you know, and, 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 and find yourself being negative and just going down. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it's got a lot to do with, you know, mental strength. And I think that we all, uh, not just women, I think all of us sell mm -hmm. ourselves short at how mentally tough we are actually because, um, you know, I think of uh, some of the family members that I have, they've been through quite a lot. And, um, you know, when they tell their stories, people are like, you know, I don't know if I would have been able to cope with that. Yeah. And like my mom has been through quite a lot. She lost both her parents uh, quite, uh, you know, suddenly. And it was it was through dementia. And um, mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a horrible, horrible kind of two to three year period. And then yeah. you've got the estates to wind up. And, you know, visibly you can see how that aged my mom. But you, people are like, oh, I don't know if I could have coped. And my mom's like, well, what was the alternative? Yeah. Mm. You know, what else like, could I do? You, you have to cope. And uh, luckily, we've got, well, most people, I think, have got a decent support system. And if, if you don't, I mean, it, it's, it's, I, that's one of the critical things for me uh, yeah. is to make sure that there is that support system um, that you've got X person to go. When, you, when you're struggling with something, you can speak to that person. And when you're struggling with another problem, you can go to the other person just to kind of bounce it off and get, gain some perspective. Because, yeah, so true. you know, what, what is the alternative? So I think that, uh, yeah, like I said, like mental toughness, I think people are generally a lot tougher than they give themselves credit for. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. And the mental, I think mental toughness is something that, again, we don't speak about a lot. We speak about mental issues. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I think people then shy away from that because automatically it's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and so people don't want to be associated with crazy. But it's just sometimes it could be mental exhaustion. Yes, yeah. You know, um, and just that ability to to regenerate yourself every now and then is also so important. Yeah. And I find like you know, these little affirmations every now and then um, can be so helpful. It just mm. breaks, just breaks, just breathe. I think that, um, like you've brought it up now, this kind of mental wellness type of thing. And, um, you know, I, I suffer from depression and I'm on medication and I've got all kinds of things that help me cope with it. Mm -hmm. um, and I, it's, it's such a, like you say, uh, I've started becoming more comfortable telling people that I do suffer from depression because there's a stigma that we need to break and we're not yeah. going to break unless people speak about it. But, um, you know, there's always that risk that now someone looks at me and like, oh, she is crazy. Um, you know, and I, oh, it's like, oh, well, I, I am a little bit, but not in the way that you think. But, um, you know, there's, there's that stigma. And I think that uh, especially in a country like South Africa, um, there's still very much a massive yeah. stigma about um, mental wellness and mental toughness. And like if, if me as someone with depression who can bounce back and 
got retrenched and managed to start a business in lockdown. And, you, you know, if, if I can do it, then anyone can do it. So it, it really is just a, um, it is a state of mind. And you need mm. to find that within yourself. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think uh, with, with us being a people management company, um, mental wellness is, is so important, you know, mm. uh, regardless of, the size of the organization. And I think that's something that we don't speak about. Um, you know, it's only these big corporates that have those programs and all of that. Mm. But um, one of the advice that we give, even to smaller organizations as well, is <laughs> you need to be intentional. There's so mm. much that you can do out there. There's so much that's free even, mm. you know, that even if you have one staff member, two, or you are the only person, tap into those. Uh, I mean, if, even the information is is free on Google, you know. Yes. Um, but we but need to break down, yeah, break yeah. down the, 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 the stigma. The stigma. Mm. Because, I mean, there was this lady who had gone to this conference, a women's conference, and there was this lady who was actually even saying that, you know, where she grew up, and she grew up in Alexander, right? Mm. She's like, you can't tell them you've got a, a, a therapist and a therapist appointment, or you are even got depression, mm. or any mental um, any mental situation, because they'll be like, oh, you've, you've got enough time to have these kind of problems. Yes. You know, it's it's almost seen as a luxury <laughs> to, to have. It's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and I think that's the in South Africa, especially, that's why it's become, it's been such a, a stigma mm. for people to say that you know this is something that I'm I'm suffering from, mm. um, and I think it's it's the, the more we talk about it, the more people will actually say you know I have it, this is how I'm mm. dealing with it, and you know you're fine, you're yes. uh, I don't want to say normal, I don't think I'm a normal human being. I, well, what, what, what is normal? Define normal, is, you know, like everyone's got so their I, own I definition. <laughs> why, why must I be normal? I don't want to be normal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so for me, I think uh, the more we speak about it and we speak about it without, like right now you made a joke about, oh, well, I am crazy, but not in that way. <laughs> but, but I mean, then we, it starts, it, it's not so stiff anymore mm. um and it's something that can be easily discussed um you know what i mean yeah yeah so yeah um we are running out of time so i'm going to switch to the the quick fire round um <laughs> because uh i'd love to carry on talking and i but we could probably carry on all day so <laughs> we, need to, we need to put a stop to it at some stage so let's uh, let's hit the, the short fire questions so you can you can answer in as long or short a form as you like mm -hmm. um you can both answer or one answer we will uh we'll take it as it comes so first question define success huh. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure <laughs> success um th this might seem like i'm watering it down but it's contentment and mm. that's defined differently mm. from person to person um mm. because success for me might be you know um the business is thriving but my family you know um is is at peace everyone is happy and healthy 
Mm. And I'm content with that. Mm. It doesn't have to go beyond, mm. you know. Yeah. And um, for someone else, uh, success is, you know, money, profits, wealth. Mm. Yeah. And for me, once I'm a billionaire, you know, that's success, that's success. for me. Yeah. And that person will be content. And we must get to a point of stop, stop, stopping to judge people you know, mm -hmm. um, about their definition of um, success. That's so important and so key. So for mm -hmm. me, it's whatever makes you happy and content that I've reached a stage where I can say I'm successful. For me personally, just to wrap up the answer, um, <laughs> success is me being healthy, my family being at peace, and um, I have built a legacy that is not only going to um, help the next generation but even 10 generations to come that's, that's amazing opinion. that's amazing yeah i feel um, like i don't need to add anything <laughs> onto that because it was so beautifully, <laughs> so beautifully. I, must, I, I, find, I find you ladies so inspiring and i feel quite intimidated by you like so, um yeah my uh Anyway, um, I'm going to go like fangirl, so let's move on <laughs> to the next question. Um, is there a specific routine or thing that you do believe that you believe contributes to your success as businesswoman? Um, so like whether it's like a five-minute morning meditation in the morning or like, you know, whatever it is, is, is there something that you do on a regular basis that you feel contributes? Yes. Um, I think I mentioned it, some of them are during the, the, the conversation. But I think that self-reflection is such an important thing um, because the more self-aware you are, the better you can be for, as yourself, for yourself tomorrow, mm. right? I think mm. for me, once I understood that the, um, the anxieties and the negative emotions I sometimes feel have a lot more to do with what I expected from myself than the next person, um, mm. the better that then became, you know, you know, Caribbean black. I'm competing with myself. I got no competition. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I've learned it's such an important thing, though, because if today I actually self do the self-reflection, the following day I deal with the person, the situation in a different way, in a different manner, because I've also incorporated the next person, the situation, um, and all of the other things. Um, speaking, I think having a partner has been phenomenal. I think it's... Mm. Honestly, it's I, I listen to a lot of people who've started businesses by themselves, and I can't imagine through the challenges we've been through if I had to actually sit by myself in all of those things. You know, um, I think having having a person who understands exactly what you're going through, um, and actually there is no other influence, and I think that's a relationship we had to hone and build ourselves. It wasn't magic, but yeah. being able to to be not have external influences come in between our relationship. Mm -hmm. um, we therefore deal with things differently. Yes, in between the two of us, we will discuss very passionately. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but once we have agreed, and I think that's such a beautiful thing about maybe us, I don't know, I assume that most women, once we've agreed, we've agreed. That's the line that we're going with, and that's where we're going. And then we're just supporting each other to get to that end goal. Meditation, yes, I do it every day. I such like I recommend it 
Mm-hmm. Um, just the, just the breathing, five minutes, just constant breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing I've started doing, which is I think is also very helpful in the mornings. Um, so in the morning, I write the type of person I, I am for the day that I will be, whatever I feel, I'm going to be compassionate, whatever it is going to be, mm-hmm. the type of world I want to encounter that day. And and almost, you know, write down in a very brief for that week, the things I want achieved in, in the business, um, just at a high level, you know, mm-hmm. just this, yeah. this, 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 this. And then it's just beautifully to see it envisioned and then aligning myself to be that person that achieves that. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, in terms of the self-reflection, is that just kind of a mental exercise that you do or do you actually like do journaling and that kind of thing? I do a lot of journaling. Um, so I do gratitude journal at night, uh, mm-hmm. just five things that I'm grateful for. And this is so, again, Yulisa mentioned this earlier on that when things, when one thing see, is happening that's wrong, it seems like it takes over your whole world, right? Mm-hmm. But with, with the journals I do, the gratitude journal that I do, it, I actually sometimes find that because I sit back and I think of my day and I'll be like, oh, you know, that cashier was so nice to me and she didn't need to be, she gave extra, you know, and then I write that down and it just makes mm-hmm. me aware the following mm-hmm. day of the more things I can be grateful for. And then um, I also write things that I um, forgive and release. Um, that's part of the reflection. So I'll write, even if it's three, you know, things I forgive myself for that day. Even if I say, oh, wow. I was a bit impatient with you, Lisa. I could have listened a bit more. I could have been quiet a bit longer. Mm. I will write that down as something that I, I forgive myself for, and then I release it. Um, I, I, those have been helping a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you do when you're not working on your business, which is like, as we discussed, possibly never, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> What what do you do uh, to to break away and um, kind of find and center yourself again? I love to travel, so um, what I do is I'll I'll have seasons of work 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 work, but I'll be intentional that you know in that month I'm mm. going away with my husband, and that month I'm going away with my girls. That month, you know, that's yeah. that's so important because I come back refreshed and ready, you know, to take on the next challenge. The other thing that I've started uh, doing, which I had lost a bit, mm. um, was, uh, re- oh, sorry, is, is reading, mm. you know, because, you know, sometimes the business can take over and you find yourself only reading content that's relevant to the business. Yes. Only, you know. Yeah. Um, so now I'm very intentional to read, you know, other books, novels, mm-hmm. um, biographies of other people, etc. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm finding at least I get lost in a different world rather than concentrating on just the the, the, the business. Yes. Um, I mean, for me, this year, I think, is a year where by I'm intentional about those things that are outside of the business. Mm-hmm. I'm attending more concerts, you know, this year where even if it's just one night going to yeah. a concert, it's not you're not at work, um, but you with people that you know, family, um, mm-hmm. and you get a different um perspective. Awesome. Life. Mm-hmm. I walk a lot. Um I just find it clears my, my head. Um 
So I try to incorporate walking every day in, yeah. in the mornings, if I can. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could walk more. Some I've got a, a step counter on my watch, and some days it's like I reach 500 steps. That, that's not good. <laughs> no, again, I think it's that whole thing about being intentional. I think for me, what I've started doing is, you know, when I take the kids to school, I just kind of dress up in my gear, and yeah. wherever I can stop and do like a quick round. Mm -hmm. um, if there's trees, especially, I like walking around with those trees. Mm -hmm. um, then I'll do like a quick walk. I walk a lot. Um, I love going to these retreats where I do like a lot of selfie. I could go on like a 10-day silent retreat. For me, those are the kind of... It's also very challenging because I'm just like, <laughs> silence. <laughs> I feel like working from home as, a, as a, an introverted writer, like most of my work is silent retreats um, so you are welcome to it <laughs> oh gosh yeah so i do i try to do a lot of retreats um i'm actually getting into being active with the traveling as well as well as one of those things oh i want to travel i want to so i think this year i've also been very um specific and deliberate about about traveling yeah and then i watch a lot of anime with my babies we are naruto now um so yeah all the kid friendly ones i heard all the kids because <laughs> some of them holy cow i know, like the, I know. It's, 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 it's a tricky one <laughs> no 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 i'm on naruto Naruto, okay. I hope everyone is listening. Naruto, I'll have a look. Uh, my brother's very into um, into anime, and I can't say that I've, it's ever caught my fancy. But I'll I'll give Naruto a try. Maybe Naruto is amazing, man. <laughs> Speaking of sharing things, I'm always looking for new books to read, and like um, I actually said to my partner this morning, I like to have about three to six books sitting on the bedside table waiting for me to read. So the next question is. If all the books in the world suddenly spontaneously combusted except for one, what would it be and why? And the why no. is added to my reading list. <laughs> so is there anything that uh, you've read recently that, um, or any time, that, that you would recommend okay. to somebody else? Okay, yes, 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 yes. The Alchemist. Oh, I've read... Uh, uh, Paolo. Paolo Coelho. Coelho. Yes. Oh, man. I think I've read it, I think, three times. I've recommended it to people who, who it changed their lives, right? Mm. And I think what I love about it, not only is the story format that he tells, you know, he writes the whole book in, mm. the, and the parables that you get through, the nuggets that you get, the more that you read, right? But it's so simplistic, the way that he does it, and it can be applied in so many different spaces of your life you know mm -hmm. i was i'm just like i'm blown away every time i read that book and i think for me the the journey that boy goes through it reminds me that it's a journey that each of us um are constantly going through to mm -hmm. find that gold within ourselves mm -hmm. and and starting to see the challenges that we we go 
through uh, whether it's in you know i say life is if business is not life <laughs> <laughs> the air quotes have come the out yeah. <laughs> but yeah the challenges that you you would face in life it's 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 for me it's how the how what how are you perceiving it is it a challenge mm-hmm. or is it something that that's giving me an opportunity to be better than myself. That book is amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing. I, love it. I need to reread it. Mm. And for me, actually, it's one of the the first novels I loved. I'm gonna butcher the the title, but um, the book was given to me by um, a random person that <laughs> I don't even know. And they were like, "Here's a book. It's a spiritual book by Joyce Meyer." Um, and I think the title is How to Succeed in Life. I uh, might be butchering it, <laughs> but <laughs> it's about how to succeed just um, generally. And I've been meaning to go back to that book because I think as a, at the time I was a teenager getting into adult, adulthood mm-hmm. and I was dealing with a lot of things. And I mean, it touches on a whole lot of things. It touches on forgiveness. I was holding on to a whole lot of things and I had to release those things. And that book really helped me. Um, you know, it touches on self-confidence, you know, which mm-hmm. is something that I think I am still even working through um, as a person, mm-hmm. but it really helped in elevating me and not only looking at my past and living in that past, but, you know, um, believing in yourself and the fact that um, you can succeed, you know, um, and crafting the version of yourself that you want to become in order to succeed in life. So that book, most definitely, is just, it's its bad that I don't remember it. I it's in that green, <laughs> green cover. I hope I want I want to tell you since you've read The Alchemist, have you read Women Who Run with Wolves? I have not. That I would recommend. I think for you especially you would like it. The lady who writes it is almost is also a storyteller, but she's one of she's used stories almost um to I, I always butcher this word. Decipher. 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 I don't know why. I don't know why. Decipher. Just life, right, in general. Mm. And she talks about how women are almost like, you know, the river beneath the river. That's how we need to start understanding ourselves. And Mm. so she uses stories as antidotes or or ways that different archetypes and different um, characteristics of being a woman can mm. come out. It's an amazing oh, wow. book. Yeah. But it's one of those where you have to read and reflect because it's quite, it's got a lot of information. Yes, yeah. It's, I, it's I, absolutely amazing. I like to read before I go to bed, but I've found that if I'm reading something, there is a certain genre of book that I actually need to set aside time on like a Saturday mm. and Sunday afternoon because when you read books at night, generally like the book falls in your face eventually and then you know <laughs> tomorrow night you have to go back and see what you remember because you've read like four pages and you can't remember what's Any of the, any of the I, know, so, I know okay it's a perfect. beautiful book i will definitely check that one out mm. um final question what is one piece of advice you wish you had received when you started your business Mm, just one. 
Well, um, yeah. Ah, I've got, I've got one. I've got one. I've got one. Otherwise, we're going to have to I've record a whole other podcast. I think for me, one of the things I'm learning is that every challenge, air quotes, every challenge or every situation, actually, let me put it like that, every situation I get into, I have been prepared for. Oh, whether I realize it or not, whether it's my, the experience I was telling you about. So mm. whether I'm trying to get into an opportunity mm. or there is a challenge, whatever situation I want to get into or leap into or I find myself in, I am well equipped um, to get myself out of it and through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think for me, and it's as simple as it may sound, is um, you're not alone. I think... Uh, a lot of people think it's my baby. I'm in this alone. And everything that comes or that you're going through has to all come from you. Mm. But it doesn't have to. There's people out there, you know, um, whether you need a life coach or whether it's someone who's walked the path before, you know, always do your research, whatever challenge or hurdle that you face, you know, think about I'm sure with, without a doubt that someone else has gone through it. Nothing is new under the sun. Yeah. You know, yeah. someone else has gone through it. Find out and, 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 and get that information. If you can get to the person, um, ask for advice. Mm-hmm. And it just makes things a lot easier, you know, to at least get guidance and advice. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um. I know that we've already run over for an hour, so I'm going to uh, wind up. Where can people get hold of you? Like, you're obviously on LinkedIn. Uh, where else are you? Your your website. Uh, uh, I know you've got YouTube channel. Uh, there's a podcast. There's <laughs> all kinds of things. So, so where can people? I will be putting all the links in the show notes um, okay. for people to find you. Uh, so maybe just run through where, where they can start looking. Yeah, so Instagram will with the uh, TikTok we've just registered. Oh, LinkedIn, wow. I know. <laughs> LinkedIn, Facebook, I think yeah, Facebook on by there. default there as well. Um, and then the websites, like you've said, mizizi.co.za and uh, um, and then I, Issue has our magazine, the publication, uh, 1956. Um, and then the podcast is currently still just on YouTube, but we're looking to put it onto Spotify and that podcast app. Yeah. Okay. And we, we are on YouTube uh, for Imizizi Conversations. Oh, yeah. uh, so you can search for Imizizi Essay uh, for that. And just to mention that uh, Imizizi Evolution website is under construction at the moment. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. But yeah, you can find us on the Imizizi website that Mponeng shared. Or email info at Perfect. And I'll have all the necessary spellings and everything, like I say, in the show notes. Uh, it'll be in the blog on my website as well. So, um, yeah. Um, thank you, ladies, so much. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I, I uh, like I was saying to Mpaneng, I haven't done one of these for a while and I forgot how much fun it is to actually um, I have broken out of my silent retreat <laughs> and spoken to somebody for the first time for a long time. So thank you very much. And uh, yeah, um, all the best. Uh, I, I 
like I say, I, I'm so inspired by what you're doing, and um, I really wish you the best of success with uh, with everything going forward. Thank you. Thank, thank you so, you so much, much. and thank, thank you, you for inviting us. It's been oh. a yeah. Thanks. Cool. Follow the Business of Podcast on my website, megamillist.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Megamillist. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Megan Darcy, M E G A N D apostrophe A R C Y. Chat soon. <laughs>